Here's the snap back. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin Stars! A 49-yard field goal! And Indiana leads 27 to 24! Austin Indorak wants to throw it. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Touchdown, Fred Fogel, again. No Purdue, sir. Seth, no problem. Welcome to the OEO Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter at Braggley. That's B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Brandon. You can find him on Twitter, at Brandon Dubitz. That's Brandon spelled traditionally Dubitz, D-U-B-I-C. Holy crap, hold on, never mind. He's here. He took the invite trying to escape his family. What did I hear? Producer Seth music. (laughs) My God. Trying to escape his family while on vacation, sitting on a beach somewhere. He broke him in half. He broke him in half. (laughs) Always judging in the background is producer Seth. You can block him on Twitter at Satoff5, S-E-T-A-H-5. Let me get back to Brando real quick. It's at Brandon Dubich. Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. What's up, Brando? Hail to the victors. More like hail to the losers. Oh, my God. You warned me. You warned me. Um, uh, should we stop now? Or? I've been waiting all day for that. Goodness. All right. Well, we are here to talk about our two and six Indiana Hoosiers traveling to Ann Arbor to face the seven and one Michigan State Wolverines. They are favored by 20 points and an over under 51 points, courtesy of DraftKings. Michigan, um, and tell me if I'm wrong, has a half of a good win, right? So far, they're seven and one wins against Western Michigan at home. Washington at home, Northern Illinois at home, Rutgers at home, at Wisconsin, that was my half good win, at Nebraska, barely, Northwestern at home, and just lost to Michigan State with Peyton Thorne throwing two interceptions and no touchdowns. So that's who we're playing. They are 7-1. They are ranked uh, seventh in the country. So how about that? This game will be played on Fox. I thought it was ABC. I'm so glad that it's I give an ABC. early Brando's Randos. Sure. An early one. Yeah. If IU had this schedule and Ooh, IU had this record, good what question. would IU's record be at seven and one and its best win on the road at a bad Wisconsin team? What Are they even ranking? Top what would our ranking be? Correct. Um, starting 17th in the country would help. Uh, schedule talks all the rage 20 maybe 21 they would be ranked they'd be fine seven and one they would be 13th 13th it wouldn't be top 10 no that's for sure well i mean they i believe notre dame is top 10 are they not right now after yeah that's insane (laughs) come on it's just how it works. I mean, Texas wins six games. They're ranked in the top five. That's just how this whole thing. I mean, look at the look at the college football playoffs right now. How do you have Alabama in there too? But at it is two, I could I see honestly, I can justifiably put them in. You can't put them at two. Not at two. 
You can't put them at two. And then as much as I like Oregon, how do you have Oregon in? It, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it is what it is. I did call Cincinnati wasn't going to get in. So, you know, you're always over here, Mr. I told you so. So I do have to, uh, you know, say a thank you. Cincinnati. Yeah, I've heard that there's no there's no chance to even make it. If they didn't yeah, make it now, there's no chance. I've been saying that since Jump Street. Yeah. Well, I also think that they, they have two losable games left on their schedule. So we'll see. SMU, don't make your face. Don't make your face at me. SMU is a, a tough one. They struggled with Tulane for a bit last weekend. So, again, this game is on Fox. Let's talk about our game for a minute if you guys really want us to. Um, it's on Fox, 730. No, it's, not. it's on ABC. No, Fox, bro. I changed it. Uh, I made a mistake. I didn't didn't change your outline. My bad. It's all right. Uh, which means you know I just read whatever's on the teleprompter. Yeah, true. I don't think this means Gus Johnson. Hopefully not Gus Johnson. I don't know. We'll see. The game's going to be played at Michigan Stadium, another super original stadium name. So that's two weeks in a row. The Big House. Um, should be good football weather. High forties probably around kickoff. No rain. Um, previous meeting. That's a big part. Yeah, no rain is, is huge, especially if and we'll we'll break that down here. Why in just a little bit. Uh previous meeting, IU dominated. IU 38, Michigan 21 wasn't as close as that game or what the score was. So Michigan does lead the series, and here comes the laugh in the background. Leads the nope. series 59 to 10. Um IU currently on a one-game win streak. So <laughs> Uh, no news to report that I have. Do you have anything, anything not real newsworthy going on right now? Did uh, we already a few offers the out conference. to some JUCO guys? Yeah, I, I noticed over the past a linebacker. I saw a linebacker out of Texas. Yeah, um, a lineman, a defensive lineman, a wide receiver. I mean, there's there's been a couple JUCO offers. The the high school momentum slowed down, which was natural. I mean, we we signed so many people. There's just not that many spots left. Um, but th- that's, those were, those are interesting moves. You know, we, we don't, we don't dip our toes in the, uh, in the Juco waters too much. So not much. Um, I mean, we did a lot of transfers this last, this last year. I think you'll see some of that too. It makes sense, um, with as much talent and, and important positions that you're going to lose linebackers specifically, um, at least losing Micah there. So to bring somebody in, that's not super raw or to rely on James Miller, who struggled with some injuries this year, um, would, would be good for depth for sure. And then the offensive line is maybe turning a corner now, but um, either way has been kind of rough this year. So, um, yeah, again, Monday press conference stuff we already talked about. Uh, so let's break down the Wolverines real quick. Uh, we'll start with how we left off last week. They have two quarterbacks, Brandon. What does that mean? When you have two quarterbacks, what does that mean? You don't have any. You have zero quarterbacks. Exactly. That's Cade McNamara and J.J. McCarthy. Do they really have two quarterbacks? I haven't watched any Michigan football, except for a little bit last week, the end of that game against Michigan State. But uh, they won me a ton of money. I I had beverages for (laughs) the Washington game. And like I I didn't quite throw up my mortgage, but I was extremely confident in them beating Washington. So I watched that game. I watched the Nebraska game because it – was good mm-hmm. um and then i obviously watched the michigan state game so I, i've seen almost three complete games of theirs um yeah i mean the the quarterbacks are bodies honestly neither here i am here i am good talking negative they're yep. gonna be the next they're gonna be heismans after this 
Um, they're, they're both ball control game managers, mostly. Yeah. And Cade, Cade McNamara seems to be the passer of the two with J.J. McCarthy being the running quarterback, but he hasn't done it. He's 60 yards rushing on the season. Um, Cade McNamara, pretty good stats, I guess. 120 for 190, 1,500 yards, seven touchdowns, two interceptions. So nothing that really jumps off the page. Again, there's a reason for it. We'll talk about it here in just a minute. Uh, J.J. McCarthy, is that is that right? They have yes. a McNamara and a McCarthy? Yes. Mac and Mac? Return of the – I don't know. No. Um, 15 Double to 23. Mac, Mac? Yeah, there you go. No. We got a D-Mac. We do have a D-Mac. That's all day. And he's the best. Um, 15 to 23 for – this is from McCarthy. 235 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. So, again, nothing. So, they've combined for – 1700-ish yards, 10 touchdowns, two interceptions. It's pretty good. Um, but again, nothing that's like world-breaking or anything. So uh, this is the part that's kind of concerning, uh, but it could be a strength on what is, what has been really a strength of ours outside of maybe the Ohio State game. Um, we do pretty well against the run, and they run the ball really well. Probably the best rushing offense we're going to play all year, I would assume. Is that correct? Well, see, see, here, positive Brandon. Didn't we say that about Cincinnati? <laughs> we did. Didn't didn't, yeah. didn't they have a running quarterback? Didn't they have a guy that was averaging seven yards a carry? Yeah. Well, and we just we well we did take the Heisman for a second, and then he came to Bloomington, snatched it, and went back up to East Lansing and used it all over the Wolverines last and week. And then but. and then yeah, my my next point took it right out of my mouth. Then we had Kenneth Walker, who, who apparently is, is the second coming of Adrian Peterson, and and we we stopped him. So that's not to discredit the runners at Cincinnati. That's definitely not to discredit Kenneth Walker, but kind of been there, done that with this kind of rushing attack, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, they're running backs, Blake Corum and Hassan Haskins. Real good. Yeah, real good. Against our defense will be something definitely to watch. Uh, Blake Corum has 774 yards and 10 touchdowns. Hassan Haskins, 661 yards and 10 touchdowns. 17 players on their off. Well, not even on their offense. There's been a couple, there have been a couple uh, defensive backs that have run the football as well, but 17 people have run the football for Michigan. Yes. Ball control, yeah. jet sweeps, quarterback runs, RPOs. I mean, this, this team keeps, possesses the ball for 33 minutes yeah i was gonna look up this, to see where they sat there so keep going go ahead yeah so again i mean it's going to be mightily mightily important for the hoosiers to have sustained success three and outs are going to be devastating against this team because they just wear on you and wear on you and wear on you um, yep. from, from a bunch of different angles. I mean, they, they're not just run um, Corum and Haskins uh, right up the middle. I mean, again, they, they do a lot of different things from a lot of different formations. It is a pretty creative rush offense. Yeah, so I'm just taking a look at time of possession, and it's weird because they rank 15th in the country, um, and there's two other – future opponents on here. Now, Michigan keeps the ball for 33 minutes a game. Purdue at 17, 32 minutes a game. Rutgers at 20 with 31 minutes a game. 
all in the top 20 in time of possession. Um, I don't, when you have the ball, the other team can't score. Well, that's usually how it works. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how our defense, I can't find that, that stat in particular, but how our defense does against that um, as far as allowing time of possession, or if that's really going to matter. I mean, if we're going to be real about it, let's just look at how this whole season's gone out. It's all going to be about takeaways. Can we get, can we win the turnover margin? If we can, we got a shot. They're plus six, so they're not phenomenal at yeah. it, but they don't lose, right? Like, I think that's the biggest thing. Again, this this is not a knock on Kirk Cousins, on Alex Smith, on, on a ton of guys who've had success. Game manager has a negative connotation, and I'm not quite sure why it does. That's exactly what Cade and Jay, they, they, they do the things they're asked to do, and they do that well, and they don't turn the ball over. Um, and that's kind of what their, you know, job is, is to move the chains uh, and, and let all the other playmakers, for lack of a better word, make plays. So. Yeah. So they have lost three fumbles and three, they have three interceptions on the year. Um, so, yeah, they do not turn the ball over, but they don't necessarily force a whole lot of turnovers either. Nope. So um, now that I say that Aiden, is that his name? Aiden Hutchinson will have like 17 strip sacks. So um, let's talk about really the tackles. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know, man. The offensive line looked good last week. So we'll got to scheme them. Okay. Coach Nick Sheridan's got to scheme it up. That's right. That's right. So um, the one receiver that kind of worries me a little bit is, and it's going to probably happen, is uh, their tight end, Eric, all American performance incoming. So you say that. And if this was 2020, I'd be right there with you, Michael. But this isn't 2020. Name a tight end that's beat us this year. Uh, you know what? That's funny. Um, this year it's been big receivers. It has, and they do have that big receiver, and I cannot remember his name. He's the leading. Well, they don't really have the big. They don't really have big possession receivers, which yeah. is what beats us. They have. They have very similar to what Michigan State has, which is explosive guys. Yeah, this dude's six three though. Is the only difference. Like, what is his name? Uh, C Johnson. What is his first name? Cornelius Johnson, number six. Six three two eleven. So yeah, just a kind of a breakout. I think we he was on the team last year, obviously. Yeah, but as long so. as eighty, look at look at his look at his plays. I mean, yeah, he's six three, but he's not exactly Mike Evans. Yeah, right. I mean, I I, I don't know if that'll make sense to people, but I mean, he's not like a red zone target, box people out like Ty Fry, right? Like Ty Fry is a possession receiver. Cornelius Johnson is is a big gunner. Yep. So they don't really, I mean, they don't really throw the ball that much anyway. So um, the average completions in middle of the road, 12.8. But if you look at their wide receivers, uh, 15, one, 18, three, 16, one, 25. So they, they do a pretty good, pretty good. And that makes sense for a running team because you suck them in and then you Mm -hmm. beat them deep. Yep. And I did see some highlights of uh, practice this week. Taiwan Mullen looks fresher. Um, from whatever you can take from some practice stuff, but he, he looks like he's moving a lot better than what he looked like on Saturday for sure. Uh, let's get into some rankings and stuff. This is what I do. This is what always does the complete opposite on Saturday. So 
They are 84th in the country in passing offense. On defense, they're pretty good. 15th in the country in passing defense, only allowing 184 yards per game. Um, again, look at the schedule. They've played a lot of running, running heavy teams. Wisconsin doesn't throw the football for a purpose. And uh, I'm not sure Peyton Thorne is exactly the top quarterback in the, in the conference either. So uh, they are seventh in the country with rushing offense, which we knew coming in. They average over 240 yards per game. And they allow 126 yards, which is 35th on defense. So pretty good defense statistically. So we'll see what happens. Michael, we just talked about it. Who has a good offense that they've Nobody. played? Nobody. Although Western Michigan is up 14-0 right now. I believe. Can't wait to see what Talia throws on this defense. What do you oh yeah? I forgot you're a big Talia, big Talia guy. Big Talia guy over here. So um, yeah. Speaking of big Talia guys, let's talk about the uh, our buddy Garrett at the Monon Track Club. MTC is Indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport in the Hoosier State. They craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. Check out the link in the show notes for more details on their club runs and to shop their sick gear from shirts to hoodies to koozies. Seth is showing us his MTC hoodie right now. As a thank you to our listeners, they're offering 10% off your order. Use promo code LEO10. I don't know why I keep doing this. Elio one zero. Your lead in wasn't great. Your read hasn't been good. It's fine. The read's been fine. The read was fine until Elio. Elio 10. Just use that at checkout. You'll get a discount. Now let's get back to the show. We'll do IU players to watch. Brandon, who are you watching on offense? It it absolutely has to be Steven Carr. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, we we have to keep our I don't want to say our best defense is our offense, but like they're going to score. They're going to wear our defense down. We will need to possess the ball. And he's important for that reason. He's also important for Donovan McCulley. Um, Donovan McCulley, you can't send a true freshman into the big house and put it on his shoulders. Stephen Carr, senior transfer, he has to bear that weight. So I think for those two reasons, he is my number one player to watch. Uh, my number one player to watch is number zero. DMAC, Donovan McCauley. Was that better? So, um, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Starting quarterback, freshman, on the road again, this time at the big house. Uh, the big flat house, I guess, it's what I keep hearing. I mean, I've been there. That's how I would compare it. Though. It's, like, it's very flat. It's not as loud as people think it is. Um, do, do you want a hot take? Yeah, go ahead. And this is very fanboyish. I can't wait to see producer Seth laugh. Donovan McCulley will be the best quarterback they're going to play face so far this year. So far this year? So far this year. I mean, I can't think of. Yeah, yeah Thorne and Adrian Martinez. Oh, yeah, maybe, he's better. Maybe Martinez from Nebraska. No, he's got to be better than Martinez. Martinez is six years older than him, though, is the only difference. He's, he's definitely better than Vedral. He's better than Hunter Johnson. He's better than Noah Vedral. And then who cares who plays for North, Western Michigan, Northern, Northern Illinois, Illinois, or Washington? Right. So, so, yeah, that's a hot take. Until next week when he plays a big red dog. But <laughs> coming in <clears throat> coming in this, this far into the schedule, yeah, I'd, I'd say this is probably their best overall quarterback that they're going to play. So 
Um, this is all based on one and a half games. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, you just got to keep up no turnovers, which is knock on wood for that. And uh, I can throw the ball deep. Just keep doing it. Maybe they'll throw some flags on some passes. Do you, do you know how atrocious their corners were last year? Yes. You know how many times that they got flagged for pass interference? Yeah. Now it'll be different this year. That'll be a home game. So yeah. I don't think the refs are going to be as, um, you know, flag happy that they were last year. But that was a significant part of that was Penix knew two outcomes were going to happen. It was either going to be a catch or it was going to be a flag. And Penix threw with confidence because of that. Well, they had six offsides, I think, two or yeah. something like six or seven offsides, too, in an empty stadium. <laughs> in an empty stadium with a clap, six or seven offsides calls. Um, so, yeah, let's see if we can keep that up. Who are you watching on defense? It's all about the safeties for me, whether that is tight end coverage, whether that is big play coverage. You can't let a possession team get 80 yard scoring plays because they're still going to have their 10, 12, 13 possession plays. You can't give them the easy ones. And I also think our safeties had their worst performance last week. So I'm going to be watching Fitzgerald. I'm going to be watching Monster. I'm going to be watching Marcelino Ball. I'm going to be watching a lot of these guys back there. Hopefully, St. Getty's back. Um, that's that's what I think is going to be the real crux of this whole thing is, is limiting the big plays and not letting their All-American tight end just seven yards, 12 yards, 10 yards, just chunk us to death. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go one step in and go on the linebackers because not only do they have to try to control that running game, but when it does come to passing the football, you got to get pressure. And that's where our main pressure come, has come from for two years. So to get Can pressure on love those... of God, not have Alfred Bryan in coverage, Yo, like, that whatever that scheme yeah. is to where a defensive end is falling out into a flat. Can we not? do yeah. that anymore yeah even drawn handy looked way outpaced against the running back so let's not do that please could you imagine what quorum or haskins would do in space to alfred bryant like yeah. it's touch not not good touch not down. a good thing so um special teams probably have the same thing i have i'm assuming no i have coverage just for the same reasons i have safeties like they can't be starting on the 40 or our side of the field. Like we have to make them go 70 to 80 yards per possession, whether that's punt or kick. Like we need to limit their big plays. Um, so I, I think, I think it's just coverage uh, and, and making sure um, we're bottling as much as we can control the controllables. Yeah. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with James Evans or the punting, punting game, punting crew. Yep. Um, assuming this may, this may turn into a field position game just based off of our strength versus their the strength. Only way if we our win, strength. It's the only way we win. We can't yeah. beat them in a shootout because no. we're not going to be able to score. It's not going to happen. Their defense is good, guys. Their defense is really good. So if we play strength versus strength, which is our 
running defense versus their running offense, it should be a field position game. So to have good, solid punts all game um, would be something that, that I'm looking for. So, all right, let's get as, into as a soccer fan. It makes sense that you're watching <laughs> kicking. <laughs> Says the biggest Chucky Campbell fan uh, this side of the Mississippi. I think he's from this side of the Mississippi. So you're probably the second Tennessee. biggest. Tennessee. Um, let's get into uh, everybody's favorite part of the podcast. It's Brando's Randos. What do you got? There we go. Um, we, can we actually let Seth talk during this seg- segment? Yeah, I mean, as he's chewing on like a chicken nugget or something. Maybe, or maybe not eating. now. Oh, pizza. Okay. Well, I mean, you hear all the time Ivy League of the Big Ten, right? Northwestern and Michigan. If you had to choose one of those schools, are you going to Northwestern or Michigan for academics? I'm going to Northwestern. Northwestern. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one, it's a little bit more of a prestigious thing. You say, oh, I went to Northwestern. Also, I hate Michigan. So, yeah, that's the other reason. I'm a sucker for college towns. Like, yeah. I have no interest in going to school in Evanston like, at you. all. I get you. You know, so I, I think I would choose I choose Michigan strictly for that reason. I just can't imagine ever wearing, like, a Michigan shirt or that stupid helmet or, like, any of that stuff. Like, I could get away with wearing a Northwestern. I'd wear a Northwestern shirt right now. I don't care. My high school was both um, maize and blue, navy and navy and um, yellow, whatever you want to call it, and hail to the victors song. So I grew up wearing and playing um, both those. So, Awful. Yeehaw. Yeah. All right. So I was thinking the Harbaugh situation. We haven't talked at all about Harbaugh so far into this podcast. Um, and what other coach? whether it's in the big 10 or, or college football, or even if you want to make an apples at oranges, what other coaches in the same boat as Harbaugh where he like, he has lo- like the school has loyalty to him. He's good enough just to not be good, but also good enough to not be fired. Like what's a, what's a comparable to Harbaugh? Cause I, I was actually coming up with a blank. I couldn't think of anything. Um, it's early, but what about Bill Belichick? Bill Belichick. What about Bill Belichick? I mean, just not near the success. Um, what about Marvin Lewis of the Cincinnati well, Bengals? Yeah, but he eventually got fired. Um, I think we. I mean, come on. Leading what about up to John? This year, what about what about his brother? John's one. He's won one. That's it, and it was forever ago, eleven years ago, right? It was with Joe Flacco. Elite. So the the Harbaugh like situation just intrigues me, right? Because like, can they do better? Maybe. Can they do worse? Probably. But they because they've been they were worse before he came. I I don't know. That entire dynamic. He's a weird dude. Um, What about Kirk Ferentz? Yeah. 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 I think it's harder to win in Iowa than it is Harbaugh. So I'd say Ferentz above Harbaugh, but that's, that's probably the best one I can think of. That's a good He's call. just a better coach. Ferentz is a much better coach because that dude gets nothing, but maybe a cup. He gets, he gets the same recruiting class as IU gets a sprinkle of four stars, a bunch of three stars and develops all of those, those dudes into something good enough to always be eight and four. 
Yeah. So no. All right. What's next? All right. So Michigan cannot beat its rival at all. It, it, it almost, you should see Harbaugh's record against Michigan state. It's, it's atrocious. Um, and coaches have been fired for not being able to, to beat their rival. You know, look at, look at Archie Miller. That's not, you know, the reason, but it was a reason should winning or losing against your rival matter at all in college sports. Yes. Why? Does it matter? Does it matter when we lose to Purdue? Does it matter when we lose? To I Michigan think no. State? I don't. I. I think. I mean, not all teams are created equally, but um, I don't think rivals should play a factor in employment. Okay, so w- let me ask you a, a hypothetical question. So, to make this say, let's say, let's say they lose Saturday. Chances are they lose Saturday. So let's say we lose Saturday to make this year a success. Well, as successful as possible in your book, what is it? Is it winning against Minnesota Rutgers and Purdue, or is it or, or winning two of the three Minnesota Rutgers Purdue, or is it just beating would, would beating Purdue give you a better feeling at the end of the year? See that's 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 so I'm I'm gonna take it one step more. Would I rather go two and zero and beat Rutgers Minnesota and lose to Purdue, or go zero and two and beat Purdue? I'd rather have the two wins. Hmm. Hmm. What if Purdue's five and six going into that game? And you can ruin it for them. Yeah. As a fan, that would be phenomenal. As a yeah. program, I'm not sure it matters. Well, Tom Allen's not going this this year. It doesn't matter. But yeah, that makes sense. Um, by the way, he's lost eight consecutive games to Ohio State, and I, I don't think any of the eight have been close. He can't and beat any. He he can't beat Michigan State. He can't beat Ohio State. I think it's, it's eight. struggles against Minnesota. Oh, that's whatever. Get out of here with that being a rival. 2015. So I guess he's been there since 15. So he's lost five straight against them. I don't know how many he's lost against Michigan State. At least three. Yeah. I mean, when you, especially with as big as that, that's the biggest rivalry in football, right? College football, Michigan, Ohio State. I mean, so if you continue to get embarrassed like that year after year, that needs to be. Your fan base is eventually going to 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 switch to flip on you. I mean, they do. Here comes another soccer reference. So in soccer, they talk about like in the Premier League, they talk about not hiring club legends, which they do a lot as coaches. And there's a reason, um, because if your you, your coach that coach comes in and is bad, that's hard for you to fire that person. So you have a you have a team legend, a Michigan legend coaching your team how hard do you think that is for them to fire anyway so instead of them losing to iu for the first time in 20 years last year losing to whoever else they lost to last year being terrible not making a bowl game or did they maybe they squeaked in one i don't i'm not sure and he gets an extension so i i don't know i don't he's got he's got his his hand up somebody's butt and puppeteering something. So 
Yeah. Or signing checks, maybe not using their mouth, but at least moving their arms to sign things. I don't know. Good question, though. I had to, I had to redeem myself after last week. That's all I got. All right. Um, I've got one. We talked about it on Saturday. Would you name your kid Cade? No. Mm-mm. No. I named. I think um, Cade Dubich my- is nice. I wouldn't name. No. I don't want another kid, so I'm not going to name my kid anything. So but- again, so my son's name is Cam. Um, if I had to go see, which I don't think I will, if I haven't, if I have another kid and or son, um, it would be, I like Cal, the linebacker from Michigan state. Um, but I, that's not going to be it either. Calvin. No, just be Cal. Hmm. But All right. You don't need a hat. Like, you know, you can just have a short name. Okay. Um, but I don't like Cade. No, Cade, Cade sounds like someone that gets put in lockers. Cade McNown ruined my childhood. <laughs> Wait, my uh, sister dated a Cade. He lived Gee. in Cincinnati. He lived in Cincinnati, and he da- he drove a uh, 1992 souped up Mustang, black. Had like a body kit and like all this. Uh, it was yeah. So that tells you like what a Cade is, I guess. That's what my definition of a Cade is. So like they would go to like taco bell parking lots and just park their cars and just like talk to each other about their cars and stuff and then do like illegal that was street that racing. was big in my hometown um oh you would go gosh. you would go to um blockbusters like blockbusters oh parking gosh. lot was like big where that happened I'm not kidding this is weirdos all right let's do uh predictions i got a text from seth earlier today i'm so mad at his prediction seth has I'm got so what? mad seth has what? got IU winning, IU 35, what? Michigan 34. What? <laughs> so Michigan used... 37, IU zero. Oh. Wow. I want to I want to be so wrong that I'm gonna you're gonna make me the loser of this anyways. So I want to be so wrong. Okay. Good. Good. I like that prediction better now. 37-0. Okay. Good. 37-0. Good. Bulletin board material. Good. My turn yet? Uh, yeah, it's your turn. My Go turn because I'm freaking hyped, Go Michael. Yes. I am hyped. You're hyped is to tell team, me about a loss, are you? This team better than Cincinnati? No, Ritter was better. Comparable running backs. You know how good that defense was? How good? You tell me. Just as good, if not better, than this defense. Yes, it's an away game, but if two or three plays go differently in that Cincinnati game. They don't score 38. They score, I don't know, 21. Say maybe 23. What if Micah doesn't get ejected? What if Micah doesn't get ejected? Exactly. How many points did we score against that defense? 24. Most they've, 24. they've had against them all year. With so three my interceptions. My prediction, IU 24, Michigan 23. Ooh. Michigan's played nobody. Ooh. We're playing some of the best football we ever have. Ooh. All year, we have the better quarterback in this game. Oh, man. We have the better tight end in this game. I did we not have the see special this coming. Teams. Oh, my goodness. And our season Positive is brain. still 
alive. He's back. Twins is still <laughs> alive. It's it's scary season still. It's still scary season. He's, he's risen from the dead. Michigan 23, upset in the big house. I oh hope it's Gus Johnson. Goodness. I hope it's Both Gus Johnson. He's the still only alive. One. Just so we're – go ahead. That's, uh, that's it. I'm, Just I'm, so I'm we're clear, so everybody. Honest. On the season preview pod where we did our predictions, Brandon was the only one that picked a loss in this game. So here we go. Oh, wait, where did I lost my notes here? Hold on just a second. Um, this is a professional podcast. Let's see here. So I do think this is way closer than the experts think. 20 points is a lot. DMAC is the real deal. The offensive line may have found something, and Hindi is on a tear. The defense should bounce back. The matchup seems to favor our strength on that side of the ball, and I would love to see sad hardball because who doesn't love a good sad hardball that being said i've got the hoosiers scoring an odd number of 19 points michigan 31 so and i would love to be so wrong like i you you have no idea so so my, my question is how are they scoring 31 and 37 to you guys how are, they, how, how are they getting that point total? I haven't watched them. I have no idea. If, if anything, in my prediction, I'm with Seth. I, I honestly don't see how he scored 24 points. I don't think they score that many. I, I'm with Seth. I could really, I mean, not realistically, because I'm sticking to my score, but, you know, I bounced around 24-10, you know, may, maybe 27-13. Because, um, again, I, this defense is good. I just don't know how they get in the 30s. I don't think they average 37 points a game. Just do we do I need to bring up the schedule for the ninth time? <laughs> no, I don't need to do that. I don't see how they get in the 30s. They've scored so eight, here, 18 field goals. Here's my thing. Uh, McCauley's first start in the big house. <sighs> mm, it's Trey tough Roberson was that. good. Trey Roberson was really good in the big house. Uh, I was there. I hope I'm wrong. If age isn't a factor, Tuttle's first start was uh, at Wisconsin. That Wisconsin team is better than this Michigan team. An empty Wisconsin stadium, though. True. Um, Yeah, I mean, I hope I'm wrong, like way wrong. But um, it's kind of one of those things where you you hedge your bet against your team. You know what I mean? Also plus 800, which is juicy. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a nice little bet there. Um, you know, what's 10 bucks, right? Yeah. So, or what's a hundred bucks, but, um, okay. I don't have any final statement here. Brandon, do you have anything you want to say? Oh yeah. Are we doing live tweets? Seth, you doing any live tweets? Hey, live tweets are on. I said no live tweets, but live tweets are fully on. Um, uh, well maybe kind of until Seth gets in trouble by his wife. So final uh, statements for me is, yeah. I mean, how many days of old were we stuck at noon on, on the big 10 network guys? We're on national TV again. This is great for recruiting. It's great to hang out with some friends. It's great to have some drinks, enjoy this. And I mean, I I think it was Seth last time. 
this ha- uh, upsets happen every week. That's me. I always bitch about that because we never get Up- any. So upsets happen every week. Texas A&M was 18 and a half. What was Purdue? 17? Purdue was fat. Yeah. I mean, so let's not act like 20 points is something that doesn't ever happen. My final state. There we go. Seth, anything I got you want one. To add? Yeah. I hate Michigan with a passion. Beat the hell out of these guys. Give me sad Harbaugh face over and over again. Make fun of my Lululemon pants. I don't care. I hate Michigan. That's so funny because, guys, I don't have any animosity towards Michigan. I don't like hate. None. I don't hate Michigan fans. I've told this. I've said this. I think many times on the podcast that they're one of the nicest of at least of traveling fans. And being in the big house, I was obnoxious. I was pretty intoxicated, but obnoxious, and nobody said a word. So, um, I don't have a problem with them. I just, I, I'm with. I think I'm with Seth. I think it's a hardball thing. I think it's a national media thing. Um, he's weird. Like to me, I can't believe we haven't brought this up either. Like he's weird. Like Tom Crean. Like I don't. It doesn't make me hate him. Like it actually makes me like laugh. Well, you understand that this is this used to be. I used to draw pictures of Jim Harbaugh as a child. He was my quarterback for like two years. Me too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, true. Um, he was a bear before he was a colt. That's true. He Oops. almost he almost took us to the Super Bowl. Should have. It was a catch, but it's fine. Um, no Steeler references this week. <laughs> well, that was that was kind of a Steeler reference, a backdoor Steeler reference, which are Ben's favorite kinds. So (laughs) (laughs) with that being said, we need to, uh, in the podcast, (laughs) uh, check us out on Twitter. It's at podcast. Elio, check those out for the live tweets and everything else. Facebook. It doesn't matter. Who cares? It's not even called Facebook anymore. I don't think so. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Whenever we figure that out, we'll let you know, be sure to check out, uh, the podcast and download, follow rate review on all of our platforms. We will talk to you after the game and hopefully a very fun pod on Monday morning. So until then, we love you guys. Elio. Elio. L-E-O. He said it. Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much, Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio.